0: Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride.
1: Hello and welcome to episode number 64 of Just Jets. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary, and we are going to do some grading of the New York Jets draft and answer your voicemails on the New York Jets draft from 2021. It was an absolute blast. If you didn't hang out with us, it was myself, Greenbean, and Ryan from Jets Talk 24 7s We streamed all three days. It was insane. The turnout was tremendous, so I appreciate everyone who tuned in, and, and if you didn't, that's okay, we're going to do it again next year, so you got a ways to go, but uh, it was an absolute blast, and I uh, we definitely appreciate each and every one of you who were able to join us, and I mean, let's jump right into this one, but before we do that, this past weekend was the NFL Draft, and there's a chance that you had Trevor Lawrence's haircut in your pants, no good, no one wants that, come on, we want to look like Robert Sala's haircut, or Joe Douglas's haircut, what are we doing, guys, so, Use promo code JETS20 for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. You can get anything on their site, including the Lawnmower 3.0, the Weed Whacker, the Cologne, any one of their packages, 20% off and free shipping on top of that. I got you covered with my promo code JETS20, so you're definitely going to want to check that out and see if there's something on the website that you like. So let's jump into it. The Jets had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten draft picks. They moved around a little bit. There's a trade up. There's a trade back. Let's jump into it. Let's talk about it. And let's grade it. So the first one was the obvious one. Everyone knew the Jets were taking Zach Wilson. Number two, it was nice to finally see that come to fruition. Like this has been talked about probably since what November or maybe before then it's just insane how long the Jets have been talking about or Jets fans have been talking about, you know, the next quarterback and for a while now, you know, everyone's been on, most people have been on the Zach Wilson train. Some really wanted Justin Fields and I'm surprised he fell to 11 good on the bears for trading up and grabbing him. Um, But the Jets were able to get this one done. No surprise there. Love the pick. I think he is a perfect fit for this offense and I'm excited to, you know, have him go to work in this offense pick number two is where the surprise comes in so we'll talk about this one a little bit more the jets were originally sitting at 23 and they decided to package pick 23 and both of their third round picks in order to move up to pick number 14 where the minnesota vikings were sitting and they grabbed elijah vera tucker i absolutely love this move would it have been nice to have third of uh, two third round picks yeah but is it nicer to have someone who you really believe could be an you know, a Pro Bowl caliber left guard to put next to Mackay Becton and to help out your rookie quarterback. Yeah, I'll take that every day of the week. I, I don't think it was too much. There were some people online who were like, "Oh, the Jets gave up way too much." No, they, they didn't. the The draft chart was only off by something like forty points, and at that point, you're you're moving up, and that's the reason why you get all that draft capital is to go up and get that guy. And a part of the Jamal Adams trade, not all of it, but some of it. Turned into Elijah Vera Tucker. And would you rather have someone who you think could be a Pro Bowl Caliber offensive guard? Would you rather have a all-pro box safety? I am taking the guard 10 out of 10 times. There's no question about it. And there's still another pick coming next year. So, on top of that, like I just thought it was a really smart move. It was an aggressive move from Joe Douglas at an important position. I can't stand the people who are like, oh, a guard isn't a primary position or a premium position. Are you kidding me? Have you watched this team the last two years? They've been atrocious on the interior for a long, long time, and Elijah Vera Tucker will help shore that up. And on top of that, he has experience playing tackle. So if Makai Becton goes down with an injury or if Mekhi, or if Fant on the other side goes down with an injury and you want to move him over there, he could do it. He's an extremely versatile piece, and I, I love this. This was my favorite pick of the draft. 34, there was a bit of a surprise. It was Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Ole Miss. And the reason why I thought that was a surprise was because you had uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, the linebacker hybrid kind of a player from Notre Dame. I just would add a couple of those guys later. Uh, And Tevin Jenkins was there. And I personally thought they were going to either trade out or go with uh, one of the two guys I just listed. But they went with the wide receiver. And it's hard for me to get mad at this pick. Was it something that I was thinking they were going to do? Absolutely not. But when you heard the phone call from Joe Douglas and Robert Sala to Elijah Moore, they clearly were thinking about taking him at 23. And they anticipated him to go in the first round. And him still sitting there for them at 34. They loved it. And it's, again... It's hard for me to get upset about adding weapons and adding talent to your offense that's been putrid over the last five years. It's been embarrassing how bad it's been ever since 2015. They were bottom two in the league the last couple of years under Adam Gase. They did Sam Darnold zero favors, and everyone who was yelling and screaming that Sam Darnold doesn't have enough weapons, you can't then turn around and be mad because the Jets drafted a high-end offensive guard and then a high-end weapon in this class you can't you just can't do it and like he's not just a slot receiver well he is going to play a majority in the slot because he's smaller at 5'9 and he's a speed guy he could take a top off of defense we know that but i think he's going to be used as like you know a a versatile piece someone who can come around on jet sweeps. someone who sweeps Who? someone who can line up in the backfield if need be Uh, And do a little bit of everything. He's someone you want to get the ball in his hands and watch him work. So I am very excited about the Elijah Moore pick. And I think his route running is very, very, very solid. Uh, So I love it. I love that pick. Michael Carter in the fourth. Was again surprising. We were on very much. If you watch the stream, we were very much so on the Cox train. We wanted the linebacker from uh, LSU. We were surprised that he was still sitting there, to be honest with you, but they decided to go Michael Carter. And once again, while it's not something that I was thinking the Jets were going to do, he he was expected to go before that. I thought he was going to be, you know, maybe like a top 50 or 60 player in this draft. I thought second round, maybe early third round for Michael Carter, both him and uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell, were sitting there for them at 107, and it, it's hard to be upset about it again because you got really good value on him. It's not like you took him at 34; you took him at 107. That's the difference. That's why you have guys like me. Green Bean and Ryan, for the most part, were saying, yeah, wait, because there's going to be good value guys there. And that's exactly what you got in Carter. You didn't have to give up a high-end pick. For, for instance, look at the Jaguars at pick 25. They took Travis Etienne, and Urban Meyer pretty much came out and said he's going to be a, a third down back what you spent a first round pick on a third round third down back or Michael Carter is instantly the best running back on this team him and Ty Johnson should be a really nice one-two punch now I am very worried about LaMichael Pirine I think he has a hard time making this roster I don't think he's a good fit in this offense I think that was an Adam Gase guy someone who would maybe work in the Adam Gase offense but Carter is someone who's instantly going to come come in here and be solid for this team right away so four weapons to start on offense. Love it. The last time the Jets took four offensive players to start their draft was in 1983. It's been a very, very long time, long overdue. Now we get to the run of the defense. So Jamie Sherwood is when he was originally listed as a safety on the reaction, our reaction on uh, the talking Jets panel was like, huh? what?" But then we walked that back rather quickly and we found out he's kind of a hybrid player, can play linebacker safety uh, and do a little bit of everything. So he's an athletic player and someone who can kind of line up a- anywhere. I think he is likely to transition, be more of a will player in this defense, which is fine. Um I don't have much else to add on this one. Good athlete. Michael Carter, the second, the Jets, yes, the Jets drafted two Michael Carters. The second one. Again listed as safety. And he said, What? What are they doing? And then realized, oh no, he's gonna be more of a slot cornerback, which is fine. Uh, the Jets desperately need slot help, so can't get mad about this one either. Uh, him and Javelin Guidry, as of right now, are probably gonna be competing for that slot starting spot. And we'll see who who gets the better of it. Uh, maybe they bring back Brian. Well, maybe they bring back there we go. Annunciation is key, Brian Poole. Uh, if not, then it'll be Carter and Guidry fighting it out for the slot. Jason Pinnock is next, and those Pittsburgh corners, man. It worked out last time the Jets drafted a Pittsburgh corner. Uh, he's an outside guy, an athlete, late-round swing on a position of need. Not much else to add there. Fine with the pick. The next one, maybe the steal of the Jets draft, Hasman Dean. He is a safety-slash-linebacker, plays all over the field, great athlete from fsu he's someone who i anticipated going much much earlier than what he did and the fact that he was still there like i think there's a chance that he turns out better than sherwood similar kind of style of player where they're you know hard hitting safety played in the box they're going to try to transition him to linebacker probably as the jets listed both of these guys as linebacker picks not safety picks on their website and you know just pretty much talking about it after they came out uh, I like this guy a lot, and I think he. There's a chance that he could be better than Sherwood, and I'm not like anti Sherwood or anything like that. I think that you know he could be fine, but I just really, really like the value here and think this was a good pick. Then you have Brandon Eccles, cornerback, another sixth round swing on a position of need, outside guy, um, a good athlete, uh, which is absolutely something that they were trying to do. Ran a ridiculous 40 yard dash. I think he was like four three five speed, something like that. Uh, so really good athlete. And then the last pick. Jonathan Marshall, a defensive tackle, and I just went, oh, defensive tackle? Now I get it. He's a very, very good athlete, scored very in the high-end percentile on defensive tackles and their athleticism, so that's what Joe Douglas and Robert Sala were doing. Their dart throws were on defense, which I'm fine with, and they put more premium picks on the offensive side, and it's guys with high athletic upside. My thing is that Marshall's going to be so far down on the depth chart I would have probably went a different direction. Uh I maybe would have went tight end, now they did end up, you know, signing the old Miss tight end as an undrafted free agent. I might have went kicker. They ended up signing an undrafted free agent kicker. Uh so it's it's not awful but it was just it was a little deflating with how the board was at the time there were other players I liked and other positions I would have liked to attack still but overall tough for me to complain ended up going six defensive four offensive but the four offensive guys were the first four picks and then the later swings were on defense so understand with the more swings on the defensive side later on so now it's a great time this comes in as an A- draft for me. This is a very solid draft class. You got your quarterback, you tried to help him out with getting a guard, a wide receiver, a running back, and then you took your swings on the defensive side of the ball after that. This is a really, really good draft class from Joe Douglas. We'll see how it translates on the field, obviously. That's the next thing, and we'd be able to give a much better grade as you know, two, three years down the line probably. We'll know for sure. But looking at on paper, I think this is an A- minus draft. And I've seen some go as low as B, only a couple of jack wagons in the C's and stuff like that. And some A pluses. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say an A plus or an A, but very, very solid. An A minus grade is very, very good. Remember, I'm a professor. I got to grade a little hard too. So let's get into your thoughts on the NFL draft now in the voicemails. James in New Jersey is up first. He wants to talk about Zach Wilson and the trade up.
2: How yo, know? it's your boy James in New Jersey. A couple of things, Baltimore. First of all, happy belated birthday. I found out it was your birthday about a week or so back from your last one last last up to Thank year. you. My birthday is this upcoming Sunday. You're probably going get this video up to this video afterwards. Oh, so, happy birthday, birthday. second, happy belated birthday to you, my fellow the tourist, the tourist gang. Um again, thank you for answering my question last week. I'm so happy that we kind of did a good thing. We got Zach Wilson. I'm not worried about the paranoia anymore. Everyone's saying that we're probably going to be losers or we're the same old Jets, whatever. We're just going to take it and roll with it. We got Zach Wilson now. I was really shocked that we traded up to get Elijah Vera Tucker, but it made sense. We didn't give a huge hole for uh, trading up nine spots. I think we made a good call. You have to protect Zach Wilson, so I'm happy about it. Uh, question for you, my man. Question Do you think the AFC East is going to be an interesting and fun division this year? It's probably not going to be as bad as the NFC East last year, but do you think AFC East is going to be just as more interesting? Because now you got two rookie quarterbacks in, yeah. in the division now, and Zach Wilson and uh, Mac Jones in New England, and even though Bill Belichick is being all notched off, and Cam is right now the starting quarterback, won't be surprised until Cam starts to to show himself and Mac Jones starts taking over the reins. Yep. So do you think this will be an interesting season? I don't think we're going to go to the 12th, but I'm pretty confident that we're going to go into the right direction. Let no me know what you think, man. Hope you enjoyed uh, round one of the drafts. I think this draft is going to be exciting again. Let's have some fun here. It's the new future of New York Jets. Go Jets. And thanks again, Matt. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Really appreciate it, James. And of course, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a very interesting division. You have all young quarterbacks. Buffalo is the longest. Josh Allen is the longest tenured quarterback in the division. You have a young up-and-coming star in Josh Allen. You have Tua Tagovailoa, who, I mean, he was a first-round pick last year. Struggled a little bit, but maybe he takes a step forward in year two. Mac Jones by the Patriots and Zach Wilson. It's a young really up-and-coming division. I, I, I'm i with you. I think it is going to be fun. And I also think that I, I'm, I'm with you, too, that I don't think the Jets are a playoff team this year, but that's not my expectation. If they go, I don't know, 6-11, 7-10, 8-9, something like that, and their offense takes a significant step forward and they go from, like, 32 to 18, then, yeah, we're all excited because that means that Zach Wilson probably looks like the real deal. That's the most important thing this year is the development of Of Zach Wilson, I just want to go to a point where we're not looking like rooting to lose games down the stretch. Be like, oh, I want the better draft pick so we could pick third instead of sixth. If they pick in the middle of the first round, who cares? But if it shows that like Zach Wilson goes on a couple game-winning drives, or you know has a couple of big halves and uh, some uh, comebacks in the second half of games, that's what we're rooting for at this point. I'm tired of rooting for losses. I'm tired of rooting for the tank. Let's have some fun and rally around this new up-and-coming offense, which is what they have. They have a new coach, offensive coordinator who learned under a really good one in La- you know LaFleur learning under uh, Shanahan, so let's be excited. I'm a- I'm about it, James. I love that positive energy. Next up's Matt from Staten Island, and he wants to talk about Elijah Moore. A lot of people did. That's a surprise pick.
3: Hey Matt, it's Matt from Staten Island. I actually, just a couple hours ago, saw that the Jets drafted Um, Elijah Moore in the second round I just wanted to know what you thought about that pick because obviously um, I mean I've been watching your videos and I don't remember you ever saying anything about Elijah Moore or like you know I don't think you mocked him or anything like that and obviously I honestly have a feeling you don't really like that pick because I know like you wanted to take corner uh, in the second round which I understand I wish the Jets did that too but what do you think that means for the Jets? And also, I want—I had a like—I kind of just like thought about this randomly, but sure. what do you think this means for um, Jameson Crowder? Like, do you think that means that you now he's on his way out? To to the fact that we just drafted another wide receiver, and obviously, I'm pretty sure you're happy about the fact that that pushes Braxton Barry <laughs> down <laughs> the depth chart. So and dismiss sure and Kager, <laughs> because I know you don't like him very much. And obviously Wyatt Davis was drafted to the um, Vikings. Vikings, not like twenty nine minutes ago for me, about thirty minutes so obviously that's another pick that we um, aren't going to be getting. So I just wanted to know what you thought about the draft and by the time you're, you know, listening to this and this is on the show, or if this is on the show, what do you grade the off season that the New York Jets had? Because oh. the draft is pretty much over. Thank you and have a good day.
1: Yeah. uh, Okay. Interesting. So with Elijah Moore, I don't hate the pick because I think you have to give, you know, Zach Wilson a fighting chance. And while I was surprised with it, I don't hate it. Uh, This is someone who I thought a lot, a lot of people anticipated going in the first round. And no, this isn't a a knock on the giants. I actually think Dave Kettleman did a really good job, but I I think Elijah Moore is better than Kadarius Tony uh, from Florida. So I I was surprised to see Elijah Moore go after uh, Tony, to be completely honest with you. But with that being said, I think that overall, it was a really good draft from Joe Douglas. I know I wanted corner. Uh, we all did. But they were able to do that later. They went offense-heavy first and a bunch of swings on defense second, which I can't be mad at that strategy when year after year after year they took interior defensive line early every single year no matter what. So I'm not going to be mad at it. I really can't be. And as far as the offseason goes, I think it was a solid one. They're definitely in a better position than um, you know they were under Sam Darnold with the teams around him. So I'm going to say B-plus on the offseason overall. I thought they could have maybe did a little bit more in free agency. B, I'm in that B-plus, A-minus range. I don't think it was perfect, uh, but I do think it was a, a, a solid one. Uh, draft, I had an A-minus free agency, probably a B. So let's split the difference and go B plus. I think that's probably fair. Uh, So thank you, Matt, on that one. Let's go to Jeremy in California. He has uh, some options that he wanted to talk about in the fourth round. And uh, we were talking about this guy a lot on Friday into Saturday.
4: Hey, Matt, it's Jeremy from Sacramento. And I'm just thinking, man, I know you've been all up all night. I mean, you must have been I was just unable to sleep up all night just thinking about cox yeah i mean admit it and you know you know i'm thinking green bean man he is definitely you know uh, excited i mean he wants he wants cox and then any tight end true you know uh, don't you think and ryan seems to be super excited about cox we were we love cox so um I mean even you know, even Jimmy by Jess was, you know, like you could see, he just I mean, he would have traded down. He wanted Cox, you know, all night long. He we did Cox. Yeah, we did. You know, so I mean I, I think it's okay to admit, you know, I mean it's it's a thing. I mean it's it's just, you know, what it is, you know. Uh we want Cox. You know, you don't wanna you know you know, you don't want uh the GM to take a guy that's uh you know, a wuss or anything. No. You want cocks? Yeah. You know, you decide. Sure. You know, you cox. Decide what you like in life. You know, Amen. You decide like cocks what you are and and I know I know you want cox. Oh yeah. And it's okay. It's okay to say it. Say it out loud. Am I right? Madam, am I right? Do you like cocks?
1: Oh, we love cocks. <laughs> That was a gimmick from Friday into Saturday if you missed it. So when the Jets were around, when the third round was coming to a close and we saw Jabril Cox left on uh, the draft board, we thought that was someone the Jets would be looking at going into the fourth round. They ended up going with Michael Carter, the running back, which, again, was a surprise pick, hard to get mad out of, but we were very much so. All of us were on the Cox bandwagon. That became the running joke uh, because we're all teenagers at heart uh, and, and can't. Not laugh at that. So, very funny, <laughs> very funny, Jeremy. That was awesome. He was hanging out with us, even hopped in on either Thursday or Friday. I don't remember. It kind of all blended together. We streamed for 18 hours in three days. It was insane. Uh, so, thank you, Jeremy, for checking in. Love it. Hopefully, you like the draft as well, my friend. Uh, let's go to Lucas in New Jersey. He wants to talk Elijah Moore.
5: Uh,
6: my name is Lucas from New Jersey. Uh, I'm the Rangers kid that called in and said, let's go, Rangers. <laughs> oh, there we I go. I just want to say, I don't get all the hate for the Elijah Moore pick, because that is the guy I wanted. And everyone's talking about, oh, we signed Corey Davis and Keelan Cole. We don't need to put that much value in a receiver. You can never have enough receivers in the NFL. Ask the Patriots who just have a you know, trunk load of receivers and won six Super Bowls using that. And just because we picked up Cole and Davis, that didn't make our receiving core great all of a sudden. So we had a good top four, but guess what? One or two injuries? And we're back to how we were week two last year, putting out, you know, Braxton Barrios, Chris Hogan, and I know I know how much you love him, Jeff and Vincent Smith. <laughs> the Smiths having uh, more, we now have five really good receivers oh, great. that, you know, we have some flexibility if there's an injury. And also, let's keep in mind, Jameson Crowder is not gonna be here long term. He'll probably be here this year, but his contract's up at the end of this year. He's also gonna be turning thirty pretty soon. So, this is a really good long term weapon for Zach Wilson. It is. And the best part about him is he could play really anywhere. He can play in the slot and catch passes underneath like Jameson Crowder, which for me, that's his floor, Jameson Crowder. Or he could also play in the outside and catch passes deep like a Tyree Kill. Yep. My comparison for him is kind of like a Tyler Lockett. I know they were saying in the mm. NFL Network. That's a good he one. He's just someone that you could put in at any spot uh, along the line of scrimmage and he will catch passes. And that is something the Jets have not had in years. And like I said, you can never have enough uh, pass catchers in the NFL. Uh, I thought that was a great draft overall. I would have liked to see them take Trey Smith, you know, maybe just roll the dice on another lineman. But I understand that, you know, they want to load up with bodies on defense because their secondary was shot last year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, that's it. And Rich Tamini. Uh, there's reason why people sometimes call him rich the bitch because he was one of the reporters crying all off season oh, yeah. saying which is true that we never gave Donald enough weapons and now when we give Wilson weapons I guess it's a bad thing thanks go Jets and uh go Yankees because the Rangers season basically
1: <laughs> yeah my Islanders pretty much ended your season last night sorry about that buddy um, Elijah Moore though let's get into him I I think agree he could line up floor like a Santana Moss kind of a player. I think he's a higher end version of what, San, what Santana was uh, during his prime with the Jets in uh, Washington. I really like this pick. I know it's not something that I was talking about a lot. I didn't think they would go this direction, but clearly, if you saw the reaction from Robert Sala, that tells you everything. Like, to me, after going offense, um, quarterback and offensive line, my thought was, okay, they're going to try to get uh, Robert Sala a toy, and I was thinking uh, JOK. That was my just my overarching thought on the going into it. I'm surprised he fell as far as he did story for another day. But if you saw on the call, he was extremely pumped up about Elijah Moore. So that tells you all you need to know if he was available at 23 and the jets didn't trade up, they might've taken him. That's, that's how it seemed like they were talking about this guy. Uh, and I think he's going to do a lot of good things in this offense. I think they're going to use him in a ton of different ways. As you said, and I forgot to mention this earlier on one of the other calls about Elijah Moore slash Jamison Crowder. Maybe they don't cut Crowder, or maybe they don't move on from Crowder, but I'd be surprised if he came back after his contract expires after this year. He is getting up there in age, and like if you have a bunch of pass catchers for your rookie quarterback, no one's going to be mad at that after we saw what was trotted out there. For Sam Darnold. Remember in his rookie year that game against Chicago? Wasn't it like Jermaine curse Burnett, and Andre Roberts as like the main three receivers? That's atrocious. That they that should never ever be the case for Zach Wilson going forward. So super pumped up about that, uh, Lucas. And I, I agree with you. I think it was a good pick. Let's get to Travis in Ohio. He's got some thoughts on the draft as well. Let's see what Travis has to say. Hey Matt. Yo,
7: Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. Great job on covering the draft. You, Thank you. Ryan Green being in the guest. Especially when you had to hold down the fort when everybody else oh, boy you. And we had no picks. I mean, <laughs> at the very end. So, brutal, but you made it watchable. Thank you. I was watching. Good job. Anyway, I think we knocked it out of the park again. And Broadway, Joe drug listed with the first five picks. After that, I don't know if they're going to even be on the roster or can only contribute as special teams. But, like the way he did, you got a hit in the first half of your draft. And this is what I think he did again. So, Anywho, love you, buddy. Go Jets. Be real. Bye.
1: Love you, Travis. Thank you for checking in. Glad you were happy with the draft class. Yeah, so yesterday, this was a little tough, not going to lie. We held it down, though. We were fine. So Green Bean was picking up. He was moving. He's going to, I believe, Maryland next. So after the last Jets pick, he was like, listen, boys, I got to bounce. Got to pack up the fam and get on the road. Completely understandable. Ryan had an awesome opportunity. He was on SNY Talking on there uh, on the stream, I believe it was on YouTube and Facebook. They were streaming and he went to talk on SNY for a little bit. And then it ended up just being me on the stream for about maybe 20 minutes or so. Uh, so I just went through the the chat, answered some questions, uh, reacted to some pics and uh, we were fine. We were just hanging out. And I'm glad you were able to tune in, Travis. It was a ton of fun. We had I don't think Ryan will care about sharing the numbers. I mean, it's, it's public information anyway. Over three days, we had 50,000 people tune in. 50000 That's nuts. I uh, really appreciate the support. It was an absolute blast. It's one of my favorite things we do each year, so I was pumped up about it. Max in New Jersey is up next. He wants to talk draft.
5: Hi, this is Max from Holmwood, New Jersey. Here's my thoughts on my, on the draft this weekend. I think the Jets did a pretty good job in the draft, and I'm going to give it an A-. Okay. The two picks I didn't really like were the Elijah Fair-Tucker pick Oof. And, and the pick at one hundred two. For Elijah Bear Tucker, I understand we need a guard and we need to t- protect Zach Wilson. But I thought that the Jets were trading up and I thought the Jets should have traded up for Greg Newsom. I thought Greg Newsom was uh. a good player. And look at this interesting set. This year, while he was playing, he never allowed 100 yards. And he allowed a 0%, 0% completion rate to quarterback. I really thought that the Jets should draft him. I picked two. I did not really like the running back selection. I thought he should have put in game well because... He's a better running back, and he's a better versatile running back. What's your thoughts on the draft and go
1: Jets? I'm confused with the 0% completion. So a quarterback didn't complete a pass against? I'm confused on that one. Um, I could not disagree with you more on Elijah Vera Tucker. That was my favorite pick of the draft because you can forget it. He's 21 years old. He's someone you can forget about for hopefully a decade or more. This is see. I'm wearing I'm wearing a Nick Mangold jersey today, and part of the reason is because for the first time since the 2006 draft, I feel like they have a formidable young up and coming offensive line, which is something they desperately need. The biggest need for this team was interior offensive line, and the Jets got the best guard or best interior offensive lineman in this class. I don't care about the two third round draft picks. I I would not have traded up. And taking a corner in that spot I, I think that's silly And for the second part of that Okay, you like Well more than Michael Carter I, I get it, but Carter is someone Who I thought was going to go much earlier than what he did I also can't be upset about that pick So, sorry Max, I'm not on the same page With you on this one Next up, we are going to get to Ben in New Jersey He's got some praise for Joe Douglas Let's hear from Ben
8: What's up Matt, it's Ben yep. from Jersey Uh Part of my French here, but holy shit, Joe (laughs) said this. Oh, man. He's good. I love this GM already. So I'm calling on a Saturday. The draft ended a few hours ago, and this draft was amazing. That's all I have to say about it. Um, Obviously, we know Douglas drafted Zach Wilson to be our franchise quarterback. He traded up for the best guard in the class in Elijah Vera Tucker to protect him. And he drafted someone unexpected in round two and Elijah Moore, but they thought he was the top 25 talent. Yep. They were so glad he felled him at 34 and he's got burners. And I expect Jameson Crowder to be cut or traded at some point. I don't think he should have five at this point right now. And um, yeah, that's just another big booster to the offense. It is, and obviously we have a third round pick to the ABT trade, and then we, but in the fourth round we drafted Michael Carter from UNC. I didn't think we were going to draft a running back until like the fifth or sixth round, but Michael Carter is a top four running back in this class for sure. Made great pass catch right out of the backfield. He'll be yeah probably. He so should be running back two in this offense. I would hope uh, he'll definitely take over at some point. And then um, Here and there There were a bunch of Like And then Started like the run on defense You got Jamie Sherwood Who could play linebacker And safety Got a few cornerbacks You got The other Michael Carter Another street. Um, He's a little undersized I wasn't a huge fan But They like him So I'm gonna trust them. They have Jason Pinnock From Pittsburgh Hey Last time we drafted a Pittsburgh cornerback It worked out pretty well I'd say And then comes Round And then comes Pick 186 we take Zero Dean from Florida State. Oh boy, I love this pick. Me too. I had him going actually in a few of my mocks. I had him going the second round to the Jags, so that's in the 40s. So to get him here is insane. He's he's built like Isaiah Simmons. He's he can make an impact right away. I, I think he might expect him to get some playing time. And then we drafted another corner, another D tackle. Who D tackle we didn't really need, but. but from what I heard, this guy's a freak athlete, so a lot of upside there. And then comes the UDSA. Two of my, my favorite one by far is Green Beans Boy and <laughs> Yeboah. <laughs> Me too. This is a guy who I expect to make the roster right away, and he could definitely compete to take over Chris 500 at some point. So, yeah, I love this draft, and the future is bright. Love to first next year, and let's hope we can do some more damage from free agency after. Um, let me know what you think about the draft. Give me your grade, and as always, go Jets.
1: Yeah, Ben, I'm right at an A minus. I thought it was a very, very solid draft class. I was just flipping through the Badlands draft guide. Shout out to Connor Rogers and Joe Caparoso. I think they do a great job over there. And uh, they, or Connor Rogers, had uh, Michael Carter as his sixth-rated running back. I probably would have had him four. Yeah, I would have went. Probably Najee, Travis Etienne, the two UNC guys, and then uh Gainwell five, probably as my top five running backs. I, I really thought Carter was gonna go much earlier than what he did. I thought, you know, mid second round would have made sense. And the fact that he was sitting there for the Jets where he was in round four, I think it they felt like they they were getting really good value, and I agree. And he immediately is the best running back on this roster. I think him and Ty Johnson are going to go off this year. I'm super excited about the two of them going forward. And I think Joe Douglas did a really, really solid job. Was it perfect? I don't think it was perfect, but I think it's pretty damn close. Uh, a minus draft grade? Pretty solid for me. Shane in New Jersey is up next. He wants to talk about more
8: at 34. Hey, Matt. How we doing? This is Shane from New Jersey. Good. Uh, Kind of a quick take here, man, but... I did not love the uh, wide receiver selection around two. I feel like we have a lot of needs, with a lot of good talent on that board. And then even getting there, uh, some teams were looking to trade up, and we held it. He stayed strong. I get it that that's the guy he wanted, but we have so many needs. There were so many first-round talent guys still on the board, the Notre Dame uh Tevin Jenkins, uh, Sante Samuel Jr. And we went receiver. I don't know. I'm just not that into it. Maybe you could change my mind. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Thank you, man. Have a good one.
1: I understand that. I I understand where you're coming from. Um, my rebuttal to that would be: we saw what happened with Sam Darnold, and they never did enough to put weapons around him. That excuse will not be applicable to Zach Wilson and his development. They are doing everything in their power to make life easy for Zach Wilson, which it's very hard for me to be critical of it. I, I understand that there are probably more important positions, and that's why we kind of were a surprise reaction on the stream, but. I, don't, I can't be mad at it because I, I think he is a high-floor player, someone who they had as a top-25 player, and a lot of people did. I, I saw some have him as high as 17, 13, maybe even. I don't know if I'd go that high, but still. Very, very solid player who I think could have an impact in, on this offense from day one. And more specifically, this offense is a bottom-two offense the last two years, so they're kind of overcompensating to get out of that. I, I, it's very difficult for me to be upset with their approach to this draft. Um, so I, I understand where you're coming from, Shane. I I would just say think of what we were all complaining about under Sam Darnold, and uh, they're trying to do the exact opposite with Zach Wilson. So last one is Chris. He is calling from Mississippi. What do you got, Chris?
0: Hey Matt, it's Chris from Mississippi. Um, first off, I want to say I love the draft. I love the uh, talking Jets panel. I was in Thank you. all three days. Love uh, it, buddy. You, Green Bean, and Ryan. Well, a lot of fun to watch. Um, and I want to talk about the draft. Um, so, basically, I think Joe actually did a pretty good job. You know, he knew the needs of the team and he took shots at them. Yeah. I mean, I kind of would have liked maybe, you know, some of the you know cornerback and linebacker, those needs, earlier, But, you know, okay. he, he did hit them. He took two shots at linebacker, two shots at cornerback, one shot at the slot cornerback. Um, and – but basically, um, last time I called, I talked about uh, how, you know, he should be attacking, you know, the dose position barrier and how, you know, he should wait for the wide receiver and stuff like that. But you know what? I do think he got a good wide receiver in Elijah Moore. Agreed. Now, being from Mississippi, you know, um, I know a lot about Elijah Moore. I'm actually a big Mississippi State fan. and That's oh, okay. actually where I go to school. But, you know, it's all good. I still think he's a good player. And I remember on the talking just panel, y'all were talking about his negative with, Maybe the character about how he did the whole yo know, peeing on the field, but let me just say this: DK Metcalf did the same thing two years earlier on the 8th Bowl, and yeah, you know, look what True. DK became. So, <laughs> what well, maybe, maybe Elijah Moore is next DK Metcalf? Is what I'm trying to say that'd be nice. But uh, my question for you though is, um, uh, you know, with the whole Elijah Vera Tucker trade, okay, you know, it kept known uh, known how the board fell. Kevin Jenkins, you know, end up falling until was the second round, but he would have been there at 23. So do you think D- Joe Douglas made the right move by trading up to get Elijah Bear Tuckle and giving up those two third-round picks? Or he could have stayed in his spot and gone, you know, Kevin Jenkins or maybe Creed Humphrey or someone like that, and then, you know, had those two third-round picks to take someone. But, hey, and that's just a question. I, you know, I'm not complaining. I think we had a good draft, and I'm excited for next season. Um, so, yeah, anyway, thank you for
2: listening. Yeah,
1: anytime, Chris. Um, it's, it's very hard for me to be upset with the aggressive move to go up and get Elijah Veritager just because I think he is by far the best interior uh, offensive lineman in this draft class. And sure, now you can look back and say, oh, well, Tevin Jenkins is, was there at 23. We didn't know that at the time. There was no way to know that Tevin Jenkins was going to make it that far. Uh, the Raiders took um, Leatherwood, who I like a lot. I thought it was going to be a late first round guy, someone I mocked the Jets at 23 because of who went in front. But that taking him over uh, Tevin Jenkins was very, very surprising. I thought for sure he was going off the board there. So I, I'm not upset with Joe Douglas for giving up those third-round picks to go up and get someone that they're confident. I am confident that he is going to be a Pro Bowl-caliber left guard for this team for a decade. So I could really care less about the third-round picks at that point. Sure, we can look at it you know, after the fact and say, oh, well, a, a good offensive lineman would have been there at 23, and then they could have kept him. Doesn't really bother me. It doesn't. I, I'm that high on Elijah Tucker Again, I'll, I'll say it again. That was my favorite pick of the draft. And I am a huge Zach Wilson guy. So I think that tells you all I need to know. So draft weekend is finally over. I'm going to get some rest, some more rest because that was it's a busy weekend, but so much fun. Appreciate you coming along for the ride. More fallout reaction this week on the channel. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe if you are new and I'll talk to you next time.